Hi everybody, this is Nick, and uh, I want to let you know for this episode, I will not be on. I'm on a long overdue vacation. Filling in uh, guest hosting this episode will be previous guest and good friend of the show, Peter Gronum. He will be accompanied by a special guest. Uh, I will be back for the next episode to come after this, but just sit back, relax, and enjoy this new episode, and thank you all for listening. Welcome to this episode of the St. Paul Filmcast. My name is Peter Groynham. Uh, I am a queer Twin Cities-based filmmaker here as the guest host this week. Thanks, Many thanks to Nick for having me on. And uh, our guest this week is a very talented, accomplished artist, creator, dancer, choreographer. She's also one of my, she and her sister are among my closest friends, uh, but that's not why she's here. She's here to talk about a film that we both love and are fascinated by, which is 1995's The Net. So my guest is, if you want to introduce yourself. Hi, Pete. I'm Ashwini Ramaswamy. And as he mentioned, I'm a dancer, choreographer, film lover here in Minneapolis. And I'm super excited to talk about this strange film, The Net. This this strange strange film. I where to start? Uh, yeah, we. So I think this film is fascinating, and uh, maybe we could just talk a little bit about the context of it, and then we'll get into plot, and then we'll talk about our observations, having both watched it again recently. Uh, I you know while while I was watching this movie, I was thinking a lot about kind of the history of sci-fi paranoia films, like Atomic Age movies that dealt with nuclear worries, stuff like. I was a teenage werewolf, the incredibly shrinking man. Uh, then in the seventies, there were a lot of sci-fi movies about like resources, like Soylent Green or Logan's Run. And then in the eighties, I think it was all about like computers and what they can do, like Tron and the Terminator and War Games, and also a little bit of AI fear. And then you've got nineteen ninety-five, uh, where people are just getting introduced to the idea of the internet. And this movie, I think, ties into a lot of the automatic fears that people had at the time and i looked up some stats so uh, forgive me listeners uh, for a moment but in 1995 according to a pew research survey 14 percent of american adults said that they had used the internet at some point just 14 percent, and then by 2000 it was up to 50 so clearly the late mid to late 90s is when the internet really took off and became more and more mainstream also i learned that 2005 was the year when broadband internet eclipsed dial-up use so that sque- that screeching noise that you hear so much in this movie and it's kind of become a cliche of the 90s like that noise was still in our culture as late as the mid-aughts which i, f- I think is really interesting um but yeah the net uh what are your thoughts well, <laughs> what are your initial thoughts or should we talk about the plot well first imp- first impressions after watching the whole movie again after many years they there are so many things that happen in this movie yes there's just they're in Mexico, they're in yeah. the Bay, they're in L.A. They're she's all over the place. I I was a huge Sandra Bullock fan um, mm-hmm. because I was a speed freak. Oh yeah, so I watched speed it freak. so many times. And then you know this movie came out. I kind of wish she had cemented herself even more as like a great action star. Mm-hmm. I think she could have gone like the Charlize Theron route or oh, something because yeah. she's she's interesting in that role because she 
for some reason people don't consider like she gets cast as like not that pretty in that in those mm-hmm. movies she's like kind of a dork or kind mm-hmm. of but she's cool i like right. the way she her yeah, vibe kind of a gal pal exactly yeah. and like it it's a little implausible that she would be such a shut-in right and have no friends and Completely. don't know anybody yeah you know i mean yeah, that is the, the the believability of the film is my husband and I watched it together last night and afterwards we were just kind of listing like all the actual people who would be able to recognize her once her identif- identity has been stolen and we, you know, came up with like a page long list. So Right. <laughs> sorry the net. <laughs> couple, no na- couple of loopholes there it turns out. No neighbors, no her. No neighbors. Like Well, if she's okay, so I mean, if she's getting pizza every night and getting FedEx coming and going constantly, one of those delivery people would would be able to like recognize her. I also baseline. I also love that it was Pizza.net. Yes, Pizza.net, which I meant to look up to see who owns that now. If it (laughs) just takes you to like CNN.org or whatever, Uh, maybe we should buy that. We should. Yeah, we should. should, We should. What what do they call it? It was like cyber squatting. When you would just buy like a celeb- oh. a celebrity's name dot or you know dot com, like tomcruise.com yeah. or whatever and just wait for him to give you a couple of million to use it. Have we talked about the guy here who who made no. all the, a ton of money because he bought Madonna.com oh, wow. in like the eighties? Wow. Before not because of Madonna. He like yeah. made paintings of the Madonna oh, wow. or something. Wow. And then now he's set Get because <laughs> she wanted that. That is amazing. We are Good going off. Him. We're going off the tangent, but no, I just thought I should mention. No, totally. If hey, uh, gentle person, if you um, if that's you, please write in. I would love to hear how that's going currently. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, okay. So let's let's synopsize this film in case. I mean, listener, if you haven't watched it yet, it's really quite fun. Um, it was free to stream on the Pluto app. <laughs> So well, didn't you have commercials? We did. We and actually it. that made the, the experience like a 16 hour viewing because <laughs> like literally every 30 seconds, like a, she like opened a door and then it was like, hey, don't forget about pets.com or yeah. whatever. We, we know they weren't relevant to the time, but we started the free version. Oh, and smart. at the first commercial, yeah. I said, you know, this is going to totally interrupt the flow of this movie. Oh my gosh. It's already you know, kind of strange and has so many different locations. But completely. I am not the best at being distracted like if i get distracted right. i'll just forget yeah you fall out of it so uh we we did rent it nice yeah so whether yeah. or not that 2.99 was worth it well you know it's, it's going to a good place yes. i feel like like sandra bullock's getting that that residual check now and she's like sweet another person enjoyed my work um yes <laughs> yeah and i so okay so quick synopsis uh it establishes sandra bullock's character angela bennett angela bennett Angela Bennett, which becomes very important because her name is stolen and another woman is, like poses as her later. But it opens with her. She's kind of a recluse. She works from home. She's got like 14 LCR or whatever those old school monitors used to be. And um, she like quickly, uh, quickly she she like is gets it gets a disc and gets entrapped into this like espionage thing. So she but she's like okay. It's weird, but I'm still going to go to my Mexico vacation. She goes to Mexico. But just to interject, it's also established quickly that she is um, really smart, like really good at the... Right. At the she knows the internet. Yes. She understands computers. Right. She's a, she's a you know, like the Her, big up companies that she helps. I think she helps companies fix their mm-hmm. viruses or like right. get rid of viruses or fix their programs totally. you know, debug them if you will right. and she seems to be you know the top person right. to do this completely and and she's kind of positioned as well a she's really good at type like clackety clack like she's a very fast typer and she's very much like all these screens are popping up and it's like the film wants to show you what the internet and what computer work looks like 
but also impress you. Like, this is kind of what it looks like, but here's a bunch of stuff. Don't pay attention. Just, like, find it really cool and interesting. Right, and also just be, be like, just clear enough that you can see. Mm-hmm. I don't think anything anybody in that level of internet hacking would it would be that clear all the right. screens and all the things she was doing. Totally, but of course, you know we are dumb, right? And especially in that time, have no mm-hmm. idea what's going. And we're like, oh my, right? Totally, like, ooh, she's like, it's so visual. I I get <laughs> it now, and yeah, it's funny. I remember seeing like a Steven Seagal movie in a theater as a kid and there was a scene where he like opened a laptop and the people behind me it was like a couple and one of them leaned over to the other one and said he's really smart <laughs> so like yes. I kept thinking of this that, or that moment this entire time like yeah. she's swapping discs she's like turning on different monitors she's opening laptops she can, yeah. she can do anything basically she also like really quickly does FedEx envelopes yes she's really good at like totally. opening closing sending. she's amazing at that yes. yeah I think that maybe is like how she got started with computers yeah. or something yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, so that so they open, they they establish that, but she's going to Mexico, mm-hmm. and she's and it's like a well deserved break because six she, years, six, never no vacation right. in six that's years, right. and that so that means I mean they 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 show her birth date is nineteen sixty eight, so in ninety five she's like twenty seven. That means she hasn't. I mean, I'm always tracking like characters' ages for whatever reason, but so that means she hasn't gone on a vacation since she was twenty one. Right anyway, when she's I mean, probably in college. Right. So like a spring break sitch? Yeah, maybe. I don't think she had friends, though. Yeah, she def- She clearly doesn't have friends, which is another thing in movies where there has to be a confidant. I mean, it's a bummer here that like Dennis Miller character is her one confidant because it's complicated. Weirdest casting. Weirdest casting. I guess he was just hot because of SNL. and. Uh, in 95, though, I feel like he was he looked different than I remember his right. peak at right. SNL. Totally. So she goes to Mexico, but yeah. without some glitches on the way. Right. That's There's right. Like a someone's hacked into the the airport. Yeah, someone has hacked into the airport. They kill her <laughs> colleague who is on his way to see her in his little Cessna. And I watched the trailer and it implies that like the bad guys in this movie are using the net to crash giant planes, but it turns out it's just one guy, one Cessna, uh poorly edited, so everything's great. That uh, was a funny scene. I mean, was, it was terrible because yeah. he died, but it was like all of a sudden that right. whatever was there that right, he crashed exactly. into. Like he, yeah, all of a sudden there were like 14 smokestacks that he somehow didn't see <laughs> yes. until it was too late. And he was like, oh no. And then they just like jump cut into his face and like, you know, well, yeah. My husband laughed because at the very end, he like kind of moved to his body to the left <laughs> as though somehow he was going right. to be able to avoid right. the crash. Right. It I mean, felt, I guess it's just a, a reaction, but it was sort so. of humorous. It was sort of humorous. It, it felt very like Star Trek original generation of like, yeah. like jump left because the ship just moved right. <laughs> yes. Um, so then she's in Mexico. She's in Mexico trying to trying to have fun. Yeah, she looks pretty good. She's, she's, she's having a great tight. time. Mm-hmm. I, I love, so she's on the Mexico, she's in Mexico, she's on the beach, she's got her laptop with her with a giant case for it. It looks like a, like a, toolbox like a yeah, huge completely. and and she's she she said and her way before she was going she was like i'm just gonna read mm-hmm. but you know she cannot stay away from the net she cannot stay away from the net nope. and it, it it's kind of just assuming that the audience would not put together that she has no internet access on that beach right because like how would she she's not corded like there's no cord going yeah, there's, from that there's no to like a satellite dish. there's no you know 5g lte whatever mm-hmm. she's plugging into over right. there i mean she's basically just i think she's playing solitaire on that computer or maybe just like doing math problems within an excel spreadsheet mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Uh, just getting of, a head start on work. Getting a head start on work, mm-hmm. just taking notes. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of, one of my favorite moments in this movie, and uh, you know, we, sorry, we got to keep the synopsis going, I guess, but I just want to shout out really quick. When, when the bad British guy approaches her and he turns out to be like the main villain. Jeremy Northam. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, Heartthrob, or as my husband says, the poor man's Hugh Grant. Yes, completely, mm-hmm. completely. Lower rate Hugh Grant. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he rolls up, he's like, oh, I see you've got a computer. And she's like, okay. Like, she's not, like, listening to him or, you know, like, like paying attention that much. But then when he uses the word hacker, he's like, you're like me, right? Well, people don't understand hackers. And she, like, raises an eyebrow and, like, softens. And it felt like, I mean, it wasn't, like, a queer-coded moment, but it felt like hey, you and I see each other for who we really are. Like, you can open up to me. I'm I'm your people. Yeah. You know, and it's like, ooh, hackers. You know, is this like the first pop culture mention of the word hackers? Yeah, I like when, I think she says to him, that's a nice piece of hardware you've got. Yes. Like, ooh, sexy. So flirty. And, they, and it's basically <laughs> like a Mac brick that's like 300 pounds, and it's got all these weird like grip stickers on it. Like, no one did that. And also, do you think she actually drinks... The, what was it called? Like the, it was a martini with an onion. Oh, Gibson. A Gibson. Yeah. He orders it, and I couldn't tell at first. I thought she just ordered it because she thought it sounded good. Right. But then it seems like maybe she also drinks Gibsons. But That's, then I think he, yeah, he like knows all about her, right? right. So he probably right was I copying think he her. That. Right, and they're, it, when they're still setting her up in her house, she makes a really weird drink on her... I think she puts a powder in there? I thought, Yeah, I thought she was like taking medication or something. and But maybe it was a Gibson. Maybe it was like... Powdered Gibson? An, uh, yeah, maybe a powdered onion. Maybe that was a thing in the <laughs> 90s. Well, there is onion powder. Maybe there that's what she's putting in. Yeah, maybe she's so busy with work, she can't like take a minute and buy a, a <laughs> bottle of real onions. She has to just use powdered. <laughs> Which is, you know, thank, thankfully, you know, like any true hero's journey, like this story has fixed her and made her a better person. <laughs> I think she doesn't leave the house. I think that's also right. one of the things. Well, that's one of the things they imply is like she has no friends. And I mean, another thing about this movie is that like men are constantly hitting on her in a really inappropriate way, including like her colleague. And it's presented as he's like, what about dinner tomorrow? What about it's dinner creepy. next creepy. It's totally creepy and inappropriate. But like the movie is positioning it like. Isn't it sad that she won't open up and get dinner with other people? And yeah. it's like, no, that's not the message. The message is like, be professional. I'm also pretty sure that these people have never met or seen each other. Right. So it's kind of weird to just, yeah. I don't think they live in the same city because yeah. the one company is in North San Francisco mm-hmm. and she's in LA. So, right. you know, the holes start widening Indeed. early on. Indeed, the plot holes, if yes. you will. Mm-hmm. They refuse to get caught yeah. in the net. But isn't that the fun of movies? It really is. Finding really those. Is. My husband gets a little irritated with me because I love to talk about them incessantly oh, while sure. the movie's going on. <laughs> totally, well, that makes no totally, sense. Totally. That's insane. Totally. I love it. He's like, you're breaking the narrative dream for me. <laughs> <laughs> or he's kind of like, I want to listen to what they're saying. Maybe right. you shouldn't constantly talk. <laughs> I know, totally. I also, that, that happens in my household as well, uh, both both directions. Yeah. Um Okay, so she's a Mexico. What, so she, so this guy, so Jeremy Northam's character, picks her up mm-hmm. very efficiently because yes. he knows all about her, and he's British, so mm-hmm. I, I guess people like that. It's a leg up, right there. Mm-hmm. He also, I do find it a little. I don't think if I was in her shoes, I would have gotten on like a strange boat with this man. Nope. You know, maybe a stroll. Maybe a stroll in a, pu- in a public area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know about a night boat. Not a night boat. Yeah. No, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. A night boat that had. Like one of the, like a dinghy, is that what it's called? Like the extra little raft. And <laughs> yes. it's like clearly like mounted to the back right. when they go to their dinner date at like 
like a Christmas lights restaurant on the beach, which is yeah. kind of cool. As That's you cool. do in Mexico. As you do. But then when twinkle they, lights are always welcome. Oh, twinkle lights are Italian mm-hmm. wedding lights. Mm-hmm. Love it. You know, indirect light is lovely. Uh, and then when they leave that spot, the dinghy is now being dragged by the boat. Like somebody took it off to make it in the water. Oh, cle- sure. Clearly setting up for when she's going to like escape from him when he's revealed himself to be an assassin of some kind. Yes. Uh, she leaves. She leaves the. Uh, they leave. Me- so in Mexico, the identity theft starts. I mean, the thing is, like Mexico in this movie takes like 45 minutes and it's like, yeah, the movie's long. Yeah. And it's like, oh, how long are we going to be here? The net? I feel yeah. like we could have, you know, it's like it takes it takes 45 minutes to get to what you see from the trailer, like the actual guts of the movie. The first act of this movie is 16 days long. Yeah, it's, it is long. And I, I do think it has the pacing is a strange it's a strange mm-hmm. pacing, um, especially because I because I can't stay up late, had to watch it over two days. So oh, I tried yeah. to watch it Friday night. We got sleepy right after Mexico, or like right in the Den- Dennis Miller hotel scene, mm-hmm. and then we watched the rest of it the next morning, and yeah. so it felt really strange. Yeah, like they had been all over the place, and Completely. that it was really long because it was the next day. Right. Uh, but so Mexico happens. She realizes this guy is, you know, whatever. Not not good news. Bad news. And she, and then she like, I'm I'm confused as. She's in the dinghy, and she mm-hmm. all of a sudden crashes into that very fake-looking yes. plastic rock. Yeah, she crashed into one of those things that you put on your lawn to hide your keys. <laughs> right, but also, they were in the middle of the ocean. There was nothing I in know, that ocean. I know, I know. And then and, five minutes after right, she's in the dinghy, right. she crash. like, crashes. I also, I, I was so distracted. I think, I think she's a legit good actress, and I mean, let's not talk about the blind side and the whole Oscar sitch. Cause, sure. Thank you. That was um, not good. Yeah, totally. Uh, but she's a really good actress. And but here, like her visual, she is not reacting to anything. You know, she like she kind of got mugged on a beach. The guy that she uh, is like having a fun fling with turns out he's a killer. He has a gun. He tried to steal all her stuff, and she's like, "Okay." I know. She's like, "This day sucks." I know exactly. <laughs> Tuesdays, right? More with Peter Groen and his guest after these messages. When we came back into Rome, I got a message from one of my sales girls here in the office saying, oh, Sel, we need to talk to you. Yeah, at that point in time, I had no idea what was in store. Oh, shit. I think there's an issue. The entire amount has been pulled out of our accounts. This is Fool Me Twice. This is a podcast about diamonds. My mum and I were approached by a woman in Hong Kong who owns a diamond business and had a pretty compelling story to tell. This podcast follows that story and attempts to unravel some of the shadier aspects of the diamond industry as a whole. The feedback from him was that she is a very smart woman. She is conniving and very good at getting away with these sort of things. Diamonds are the ultimate status symbol. Trust is such a centerpiece of human society. You can find Fool Me Twice, all about diamonds, on Ozcast Network and all podcast platforms. Okay, we are we are we're really back now. Uh, so she's in Mexico. She hits a rock. 
She wakes up in a hospital a couple hours later. Was it uh, was it also like a nunnery? Was it was there a nun? There was a lot of religion. But what, what, was there a nun nursing her? Was it a nurse? Because in my mind right now, it was a nun. I think it was both. I think it was a nun nurse. A nun nurse. A nun nurse. A nursing nun. A nursing nun. Okay. And the doctor who rolls up to her smoking a cigarette. A lot of smoking in <laughs> yeah. this movie. And, and he's like, I'm sorry, your disc has been ruined. You know, totally. And that it's disc like, by the sun. I'm like, how did that disc manage to stay anywhere? Right. And it's like covered in like seaweed and salt water. And it's there's like a crab on it. I mean, it's it's not looking good. No. I It was, Yeah. Another loophole for this film is I don't think the disc would have looked that damaged, Sandra Bullock. I don't think the disc would have been recovered at all. Same. But, yes. yes. Or, or is it a diskette? I believe it's a diskette. Yes. That's another great thing about yes. this movie is watching her work and seeing the different disc size options back yeah. then. Yep. Uh, it's like, I mean, another thing that just shows how smart she is because she can like navigate like which which like part of the computer the large one goes into and the small one, like she's she's got it. She's just quick, that one. She's quick. She's mm-hmm. a quick thing. Yeah. That's good. Uh, our heroine. Our heroine. Yes. She, pluck. She's full of pluck. She's full of pluck. She's plucky. Gal next door. <laughs> likes pizza. Yep. She could be any of us. Yes. <laughs> uh, so she goes back to L.A. She's in L.A., right? Yeah, Venice. Venice. She, she lives in Venice Beach. That's right. Area. Uh, and yet she doesn't rollerblade, which I don't... It did, like, the movie never tied that up for me. I don't understand. Uh, Maybe she's a vampire because she doesn't like to go outside during the day. But she did go to Mexico, so that she did go to Mexico. That's not where you want to go if you're a vampire. That's true. Yeah, uh, from what I've been told from books. But so she goes to L.A. and quickly the identity theft part of this movie. I mean, for like the Mexico segment of this movie is very like sleeping with the enemy. Like, you know, this is what can happen on a, a vacation, lady. Like, it's yes. there's not. Yeah, it's like a, that's its own cautionary tale, it seems. And then she's back in L.A. Her identity is stolen. Very quickly, like someone sold her house. And yeah, she goes back to her house, and all the stuff is gone. Where's the stuff? Where's the stuff? And on the walls, you can see like the like the shadow imprint of where her pictures were up on the wall. And I mean, you know, the housing market in 2021. I feel like if you're gonna turn a house over, you want to paint those walls. You want to put a fresh coat on everything. Yeah, especially you're in California, man. Get the highest right. Yeah, like why, would you, for why that. would you lose out on like 75k just because you didn't like put one anyway. Welcome Digressing. To our, welcome to our real estate podcast. Yes. <laughs> uh, so she gets her identity theft, and then it really becomes like the thriller part of the movie, where she's like running down a for some yeah, reason. It kind of reminds Street. me of the firm a little bit. Yeah, there's a lot of running. Mm-hmm. We know how much Tom Cruise loves his running. He loves a run. He loves a yes. good workout. And so she does a lot of running in this as mm-hmm. well. Great, and, great run acting. Yes, and and she's she has to you know there's a lot of a lot of things happen after Mexico. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just. The, the apartment is totally uh, totally missing. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the stuff's missing out of the apartment. Mm-hmm. We forgot to mention that one other thing they tell us at the beginning is that she has a, a mother with Alzheimer's. Yes. And that's like her only yes. person who knows her. So, of right. course, she doesn't remember her. Right. So, she really has nobody who she can really has nobody. verify. I, and I, I, again, a real person would have a few more real world contacts that could verify who she is. Also, when she goes to see her mom, I just love all the 90s signifiers in this where she's like, I brought you your favorite cookies, almond mocha. Like, mocha was ni- like the 90s Roca. was... Oh, Roca, wasn't it? Oh, the it was almond Roca. Because it, it's those oh, kinds of... Like, oh, it was a brand. I think it was almond oh, Roca. Oh, you know, I think my, my mocha dar is turned up so high, I was just like <laughs> itching to see some mocha talked about because it truly feels like that's when the mocha had its heyday was the 90s. Well, I also feel like somebody at the the place where the mom stays would know her right she apparently goes all the time right a, 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 a nurse an assistant yes. an administrator yes 
the FedEx guy that goes to that facility. Strike for the net. Strike for the net. We're coming for you. We're coming. The net. <laughs> um, so she. So then the the weirdest part of the movie to me. I mean, maybe not the weirdest, but it's this Dennis Miller mm-hmm. character right. who is. The her last relationship, who was her shrink, which is super inappropriate, totally inappropriate. Like only the worst person who's a shrink starts dating there. Oh my gosh! I think he patient. also like left her for his wife because, or he just—it was very messy. He didn't and very leave her for his wife. He was married, and never told her. Right. So real. Right. We got a real winner here. We got a real winner, and you know, it's also played by Dennis Miller, who um, he's not likable. No, I think he he's got very little cares. Like I think his performances to me say like. He believes himself to be very charismatic. Like when he finishes a shoot, he goes home, looks in the mirror and says, you're charismatic. Yeah. And then you nailed bed. it. Right. Like we got this, bro. Yes. We're on it. And But in real life, it like, I know he's just smarmy and it, I don't think it works. And he's another male character who hits on her and she's like, yeah, no. And then it's like, it's it's not appropriate. It's And it's not comfortable. Yeah. He does feel very self-involved. I mean, mm-hmm. the character is self-involved, but he feels as a person the same way. And I feel as though he's like, yeah, you deserve another inch of hair. Let's grow it. <laughs> right. You know, we'll, we'll find hair. it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So he shows up as the person who knows her, which mm-hmm. I guess Peachy has somebody who knows her. Right. Her story is far fetched. Mm-hmm. It um, feels like she hasn't fully told it to him. He's like, "This is crazy," and she's like, "I know, right?" <laughs> and like, yeah. And the, but he, but I don't think she's told him how dangerous it is. It's more like these guys are kind of after me, and no one knows what my actual name is. And people have died. And people have died. And also, another thing my husband and I kept talking about. So, he brings her his ex-wife's clothes. So, she has something else to wear. And then she wears it for the rest of the movie. It's like a white, short, like, a pair of pants that are, like, halfway up her knee. Cropped. Thank you. That's the word. Uh, And then, like, a a very 1990s Gap sweater. Or I would say maybe the limited Oh, thank you. Yes, Even I, better. I think thank you. it looked like a limited kind it of top. It felt like a limited thing. Mm-hmm. And she wears it for the rest of the movie, which takes place for another like week and a half. So she is wearing the same clothes for a week and a half, like Bart Simpson style. She does shower somehow. Right, and then she puts them back on, yeah. which is like even more disgusting. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, we kept, we, yeah, I mean, the running joke in, in our viewing experience was like, what day are we on? Like, how's that sweater doing? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So she's running Especially around. because, I, I'm jumping ahead, but just to, for the clothes part, mm-hmm. she like hitches a ride on a truck to San Francisco, which is right. gotta take what this takes like eight hours. Or right, something? that's an eight-hour drive. Like, yeah. so she's in a truck overnight for right. eight hours of the same outfit later. Right. It's not good. She's also not wearing socks. Yeah, she's they, putting. I saw her put the shoes on with no socks. That's no right. socks. And I mean, we all have our opinions about whether socks are appropriate and you know are are, are, use, are useful. But I think not wearing socks for a week and a half. <laughs> Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. It's not a good look or any other sense. Yes. So so she has now roped Dennis Miller into this, mm-hmm. who mentions that he has a friend in the FBI right. who can maybe help her. Right. Now, this does come into play later on. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you think you're not going to trust this person because the whole FBI thinks that she's this other woman, Ruth right. Marks, who they, these hackers are like constantly updating her her, her record. And, it's and so they just add in like venereal disease. I know. <laughs> like, why is that in a public record? And it's like, she's a prostitute. She's a larcenist. She's got 
STIs, and it's like I, they're just the, the, the creature that they are create. The fiction they are creating is also like an inappropriate way to categorize yes, someone. Absolutely, and so she's you know they keep adding to the. So every time she gets arrested, it's like, wow, this person is horrible. <laughs> uh, this person like can't you know right is out of control. She can't hold a job, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So then, this is also confusing to me. I guess we're mm-hmm. just stepping through the whole movie. It's I, I not really should. a synopsis. I, yeah, this this feels, is what's this happening. Good. Yeah. So, so Dennis Miller is at the pharmacy mm-hmm. and, and gets some medication, which right. he apparently doesn't look at the bottle. No, no. He just he... takes his medication. Yeah. He's like, and, I'm, I'm a pill addict, so I just love it. <laughs> and it's penicillin, which he's mm-hmm. allergic to. Right. And it t- sends him to the hospital. Now, right. they show us the bottle, which mm-hmm. clearly says penicillin on it. Right. And so you have to, you know. Everyone out there, please look at your medication right. before you take it. This is, yeah, this is a, one this, of the movies, you know, warnings to you. This is a PSA. They might as well put it on yeah, screen. Just a little side note. <laughs> so he's in the hospital and she leaves him there to go meet the, oh, to go meet that cyber Bob. Right. Cyber Bob. Bob Fox. She has all, she's got this like bevy of, mm-hmm. of internet buddies. Right. Who she, she's met and she's figured mm-hmm. out one of them lives right. in California. Right. And somehow like four blocks away, I guess. Very close. Right. Somehow we got Jeremy Northam back mm-hmm. and he realizes that he who this Robert Fox is. Right. Cyber Bob. Right. And kills him. Yes. Off screen. Yes. Thankfully. Yes. But it's yeah, the fact that Cyber Bob's like little smiley face face icon is the same on the computer and he put a sticker of it next to his <laughs> like so his apartment ringer. Yeah. Like I don't know, man. That's not how you navigate this world. Yeah, you want to be. You want to be you keep yourself. Yeah, yeah, you want to like keep everything locked down. Right. So I mean, another strike yeah. five. I mean, that is that is you know the, I think that's one of the fascinating things about this movie that it is a cautionary tale. It is hey, we should not collectively we should not use the internet to put any of our information on, and individually don't use the internet to put all your stuff on, which is obviously a generational shift because now. It's like, hey, everybody, if you've ever had a thought, you should probably put it on the internet <laughs> right. at every waking minute of your life. Right. It would be exceedingly easy for the Praetorians, Praetor- yeah. Praetorians right. to steal anyone's identity right. this, in this day and age. Uh, totally, totally. So they go, they're supposed to meet at Santa Monica Pier. Mm-hmm. So let's go to like just the craziest place we can think of. There's mm-hmm. children everywhere and like that big bunnies and clowns mm-hmm. and she's running around. She's running around. Uh, the smallest carnival I, it, it was like half of a city block because like everywhere the camera was placed, you, there's only 10 feet deeper into the scene. There was also really weird camera, like mm-hmm. camera ideas right. used for this. The weird fade yeah. outs and then yes. slow motion. Yeah. Love. I love me a good slow motion in the 90s. Same. And then there was also angles that I just mm-hmm. found really strange, especially of Jeremy Northam. I felt like especially yeah. on him, mm-hmm. they made decisions to... Right angles at his face and yeah. things that just were strange especially yeah as he's like figuring things out especially back on the boat when he's like should i kill her or should i just like steal from her or whatever and like as he's thinking like his think acting is very like okay jump cut into just his eyes i assume irvin irvin winkler the director yes i assume he was like well it worked for hitchcock <laughs> I'm, I'm like a Hitchcock. This is Hitchcockian. This is Hitchcockian, yes, but this, for the 90s, guys. I, this is, we're just updating it. That's right. For the 90s. Yeah, yeah. If Hitchcock were around today, right. he would make the net just like this. He would make the net exactly yes. like this. Full of suspense. Full of suspense. Intrigue. And full of people just sitting down at a desk and typing while <laughs> waiting for someone else to walk up and stop them. Yes. And what did not disappoint also in this movie 
is because you know it's got to have the scene of like having to upload something mm-hmm. and then the bar is like mm-hmm. and then you got to do it you know before the, right. the time runs out which I don't know if you've seen Black Widow yet yes but it even happens in that movie I know I love it every time there's a computer mm-hmm. you have to have the scene like the right. sweat inducing scene yes. of like how long will it take to there's upload the bar. yeah I love that I love that I saw that I saw Black Widow this week and saw and made a note of that and mm-hmm. was like I'm sure that's going to be in the net multiple Completely. times and uh, I just love it I think it's so funny it's so good I feel like there's been uh, I think there, it's either a coffee table book or an Instagram feed that's like comparing sci-fi hallways you know from like Star oh. Wars and Alien and other movies I want I want a series about like loading bars from different <laughs> movies <laughs> yes and to see I, like I how really far want a come. montage I I was I thinking that during during Black Widow because. It's just, it's in every, if mm-hmm. you see a computer in a movie, right. it pretty much happens. Yeah, it's a ticking time bomb. You need it. Yeah. So so then now she's being chased around this amusement park by by Jeremy North, who ha- I don't think he has a, a name. Like, I don't he's think he just has a like name. a nameless Brit. No, he's a nameless Brit. And he has that like, awesome yeah. 90s, like slick back hair. Yes. That like everyone I knew when they were 12 had it. Completely. Um, That's probably where he got it from. Right, right. So they're running around, and I think she evades him again. Right. A, because there's a giant bunny, which is like the mascot of this carnival, who's like into hugging people and dancing with them. But also, I think he, he has a New York accent, because when they try to like oh, that's right. shoot him, he's like, hey, what are I doing here? I know. I'm walking in. Hey, what you doing shooting that <laughs> bunny? That's right. That's like he really like just moved from New York, and this yes, is his first exactly. gig. This is like, he's an actor. He's breaking in. Yeah. And he's like, I'm just going to do some bunny work. <laughs> yes. Yes. I hear that the bunny work here that's right. really puts your foot in the door. Coppola Completely. comes around here all the time. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Just scouting. Just scouting yeah. bunnies. Exactly. So... Then she goes back to the hospital, mm-hmm. and Dennis Miller is because unbeknownst to her, some shadowy person has right. like replaced has his medicine put a new bag. Drip in, which is so creepy. It was like super the creepy. idea of being unconscious and someone switching out your medicine to kill you is pretty pretty bleak. It was very creepy. Yeah, and then the. Which also strange to me is the same nurse who told her he would be fine and mm-hmm. clearly read his computer file mm-hmm. 10 hours ago because the computer was changed to say he was a diabetic. Right. She just was like, Ugh. well, I guess the computer's right. That's right. Yeah. I'm a human, but it's yeah. a computer, so yes. what am I going to do? It knows better. That's right. It's the gatekeeper. It's the... Ooh, good callback. There we go. I know. The gatekeeper software. She, she truly got caught in the net. <laughs> uh... Yeah, and when so when Dennis Miller's character dies, I like Sandra Bullock's character. Fi- sorry, Angela Bennett finally freaks out. Like she, I, to me, that's like her first emotional moment. Is like, what you were watching him, and then she like picks up the computer monitor from the desk and throws it on the ground. Yeah, which is a like that's the you know that's strong, and B, it's like the first time she's actually processing what's happened to her. Yes, exactly. Uh, and also, but it's it's complicated because he's such a like he's a creeper and he's not a, he's not a good person in her life. No, didn't deserve to die though. No, no. Yeah. I, I thought the movie went a little far in uh, in polish, or, you know, finishing him off. But uh, so she's she leaves the hospital and now things are kicking into gear and and she finally I might be skipping something I can't it, this is like the blur part of it. But she because so many things happen. So many things happen. So she figures out that. The, the person, the woman who's working for the evil people, who, who is, I guess, posing as her, who's like face we haven't seen yet, she, Senator Bullock tracks her to the office where, like, her colleagues used to work, finds out where this woman, like, the physical cubicle of where this woman works, and then 
uses her computer. And this is where we finally see her use her computer skills. So she's like tracking this person. Yeah. I think the one thing you've missed in between here, which mm-hmm. I find, which is like we talked about it earlier, was she gets into a high-speed car chase with the yes. police. On a and rainy highway. On, a, on like the rainiest LA day yeah. that's ever happened. Right. And she's arrested and right. then she gets right. she gets pulled out of the clink uh-huh. by... She's in, she's in prison for like an hour here. Yes. She's wearing the full orange. Mm-hmm. At least she got new clothes. Yes. Clean, and she finds out clothes. that the whole uh, prison system uses this gatekeeper security software mm-hmm. to, to use all their... Right. For all their and stuff. Really, sorry, really quick. One of the joys of this movie was the woman who... Inter- like the psychologist. I liked her. It, she's the actor who played Rose on Lost. Oh, uh, I was not a Lost person. My bad. Big okay. fan. Big I'm fan glad here, that you... But, it's 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 so fun. Oh, also, this movie starts with the actor who played Hank Hooper on Thirty Rock. He's the government official who kills himself. Oh uh, yeah, 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 Ken, yeah, yeah, yeah. Character actor Ken Howard. So kills himself because he thought he had AIDS yeah, falsely. That was that was pretty rough. That was a very strange choice. That was a very ch- strange choice, and the fact that he's positioned as like a homophobic politician. And, I mean, there's so many issues. And later during the SF scenes, there's like an, an AIDS demonstration in the streets that the movie's like. Yeah, that's happening. Don't worry about it. We're not going to get into it. We're going to use it so Angela can escape. Right, exactly. And like, but, but so it brings up all of these issues that, you know, are, should be explored. But the movie's like, nah, don't worry about it. Right. You, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Not your problem. It's not your problem. You need to worry about the net. So, but, but the, so I'm glad you um, pointed out the lost woman because what I told Zach, the one thing I wish this movie had was like a famous person before mm-hmm. they broke right. big because that's totally. always super fun. Totally. We watched Witness, the Harrison Ford movie during COVID and Viggo Mortensen is in it. Like really young Viggo Mortensen is one of the Amish guys wow. and it's like so satisfying that's to see so that because I love him. That's so great. Anyway. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so, so this FBI friend of Dennis Miller mm-hmm. comes to ha- like her rescue and mm-hmm. we're like, do we trust this guy? Right. And something that Zach picked up on was when Dennis Miller was, when she was like, do you trust this guy back in the hotel room? Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, I used to hold his hair back in college, like at parties Ooh. in college. But the guy is, is a black actor who has very short hair and it mm-hmm. probably wouldn't like, he would have to have very specific hair mm-hmm. for that to work. Good call. And when, when, and when Zach mentioned it, I was like, I wonder if that's because either because they don't care about that detail right. or because this is not the same guy. Oh, good call. Like we should have clocked that as, uh, I don't know if it's the same person. Yeah. Like someone is posing as his friend. Right. Which is, it was. That's such a good call. Which it yeah, was. Which it was. And yes. yeah, that actor's performance was really interesting. It was very like, like the character is trying to be chummy with her like hey isn't this a crazy world we both live in so what have you been doing online <laughs> like also i happen to have been chasing this like the same case for two years right happened to be the buddy of right. dennis miller right anyway they she like that they, they get into a skerfuffle mm-hmm. kerfuffle scuffle whatever both. you want to call yeah. it with jeremy Northam again <laughs> who's everywhere he's everywhere <laughs> he knows everywhere. how to get everywhere because he has a laptop in his passenger seat right. and he's constantly like updating the internet yep and he's got cool ray-bans he's got cool ray-bans pretty good pretty good ray-ban uh 90s ray-bans budget here yeah so then that this is when she then hitches the the truck ride and mm-hmm. shows up and then we're back where you were right. she's trying to find the the fake angela Thank Bennett. You. I, that's like a testament to how truly long this movie is is that i forgot <laughs> about a third of it <laughs> We're close to the end here. Yeah, totally. 
we're, she's about we're in to, San Francisco. We're in San Francisco. She's she's pulled. She's used the internet to like call a fire alarm, uh, so everyone leaves the building, so she can complete her hacking mission. And this is the first time that the disc uploaded with like the time. Right. Totally. The this, clock ticking. This is this is like the guts of the movie. I think where we're seeing her use her skills to get out of a situation. She's taking agency. She's showing the audience like some cool tech stuff. Yeah. Great graphics on those screens. I mean that mid that mid nineties internet uh, aesthetic is just so tight we haven't talked about the fact that the program which is called mozart's ghost oh my God. has that amazing like oh it's mozart's ghost which i like, totally lifted from bill and ted oh completely it's like bill and ted is our uh, yeah that's the that's the aesthetic that we're yes. aiming for i know I, I mean i hope i hope that there are some uh ironic rock bands called mozart's ghost out there Yes, that uh, would be. If not, let's start it today. Let's do it. Like after yes. we're done recording. I can't play an instrument. I will Nor stand I. around. Tambourine is always a tambourine. I'm great on tambourines. Yes. I'm really good at clapping. Yes, I can dance. I you can dance, <laughs> and um, I can like call someone I know who might be able to sing. Cool. That's my contribution. We're wrapping up to the. Well, this is the yeah. This is, is, like it, the, is the it the denouement? This is the denouement. Yeah. This is the uh, hubris. No, the, yeah. This is the denouement, and. Um, and we were taking bets, my uh, husband and I, how Jeremy Northam would die. Ooh, good call. Uh, he said falling, Ooh, which was correct. That is correct. Um, and he also said he thought he was going to, that the fire extinguisher, the fire extinguisher was going to come into oh, play. Oh, wow. He was very astute in this movie. Yeah, he's really, he's, yeah, that's a good call. They mm-hmm. do, sh- they do call out and make sure you see there's a fire extinguisher. So, so she's gone to a computer conference where all different yeah, there software happens and stuff. to be a computer there conference. happens to be one and our like our question was did they film this at a real computer conference because it looked pretty like the production value was pretty high like there was definitely and a ton of extras who literally felt like they were just like going booth to booth to get information um <laughs> you know as any of us would do yes so she's she's there's a second scene of her uploading a disc yep there's a second a, one there's a very silly and improbable thing where she's she's got like the disc she needs she pulls it out she puts the bad one into the computer the one that we're told like if you hit escape all this disc is in your computer everything you own will destroy <laughs> will be destroyed it will melt onto the screen it will melt onto the screen yes. and then, so like jeremy northam and uh fake angela bennett is like okay Jokes on you, real Angela Bennett. We're gonna take over. We're gonna hit escape. Everything's gonna be fine. And then the computer's like, nope. You know, crinkle, crinkle, crinkle. I'm falling apart. I'm melting. And somehow that is able to like bring down the entire gatekeeper system. <laughs> right, yeah. Everything like which which is in charge of like the U.S. government. It's right. in charge of airports. It's in charge of banks. It's, it's in a, charge of utilities everything. in Atlanta. Yes, everything. So everything. That's an interesting like one computer at one con- right. uh, convention. Completely. And it's also uh, yeah, so she she destroys uh all computers everywhere, which we know because the graphics on that one monitor are getting cloudier and cloudier. <laughs> That's how that worked. And then she's chasing with Jeremy Northam in the like like the like the catwalk area. The catwalk area of the Moscone Center. I I don't recall there. Uh, yeah, I don't know how that place. Because you is lived built. in San Francisco. I did. So you yeah. know all the buildings. I mean, I used to hang out there all the time. I, every time there was a computer conference, <laughs> yes. I would go with my giant plastic white bag and just be like, "Give me free stuff. Yep. Give me those discs. Mm-hmm. I need those discettes. I need those discettes ASAP for both for frisbee and for holding drinks. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like when it's yeah, make it dis- rain. Make, make it, it rain. rain discettes. Right. Make mm-hmm. it rain discettes. I know that's that's what the '90s were like. You would just walk down the street and people would throw AOL discs at you. Yeah. In a friendly way. Yes. Uh, so they're chasing each other on the catwalk. She finds a fire extinguisher. I think he tells her something. He accidentally shoots the other woman. Yes, that's, and, and that's Ruth Marks. Oh, Ruth Marks. That's has, right. The real Ruth switched, Marks. Yeah. That's right. Who we're told is 
has been arrested for prostitution and larceny and has STIs. Uh, and again, he is such an evil person that he's just like, oh, I shot her. Sorry. And then Oops. just like walks away. Like, thanks, He kind of like, he kind of like shakes his head with a, he's mm-hmm. like, dang. Dang. I yeah. wasted a bullet. Yeah, exactly. Those are expensive. Yeah, those are expensive, bro. Yeah. I, I don't get reimbursed for that when it's not used <laughs> for the right people. <laughs> I'm not going to itemize that. I don't know why like, he's talking like my that. My expense report. Yeah. I think that's how the actor talks in real life. So <laughs> he that's is probably valid. in real life. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, she kills him. I mean, she pushes him off or he falls or whatever. Mm-hmm. He and slips. It, apparently, it's all going to be fine, even though, you know, the the three people she knew are now dead. Right. Uh, her mom still has Alzheimer's. Her mom still has Alzheimer's. But she's like, because he died and because the gatekeeper software is now no longer a thing, she automatically gets all her life back, which yeah. we, we don't see. I would and have liked do, to seen some of that. Because I love... You know, I hate not getting credit for stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with getting my own credit, which yeah. is, you know, not the best quality. We're not, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> right. So, she, well, I felt bad. I was like, they aren't even giving her credit for doing everything. Mm-hmm. But then right. the news story at the end says, "All oh, right, programmer Angela Bennett. And I That's was like, right. yeah, That's she right. got credit. People recognize now. I don't need money if I get credit. Totally. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> I just want the glory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, so she's gotten her identity back. Her mom now lives with her, which I thought was really sweet. And then, like, the the visual cue that lets you know that her, like, she's fixed as a character is now her workstation has, like, an internal window where she can see the rest of the house. Like, she had, <laughs> she had like, a wall, like, either cut in half or moved so that she can now have, like, more visibility. It's like, okay, she's going to be fine, guys. She's yeah. got more space. It's okay. It's okay. Well. Yeah. I mean, that's the net. Um, yeah, I feel... Uh, yeah, maybe we just want to talk about like our takeaways, and then if you want to talk about your experience seeing it back in the day. Yeah, sure. I um, mean, I think that we went with the takeaways during the right. But if you have, yeah, I'm just, I'm just. I mean, there's a couple of there's a couple of things like very big '90s callouts. At one point, someone says, "Well, you can't trace a cell phone," which I thought was really cute. Um, cute. Also, oh, how quaint! Like my fa- my favorite quote from this movie is, "They got all my info from watching the internet." <laughs> Which I'd love, and I think we talked about what was on the show a couple months ago, just the idea that, like, this is like a TV channel, you know, like, this is something to watch, like, the, it's just constantly on, which is, like, the only way to explain to a 90s audience how this works. And then also, the last thing I, I want to mention is when she starts hacking and, like, taking over her, her destiny and, like, really getting involved <laughs> here, she goes to, like, the Swiss internet to then, like, do what the research she needs to do. And there's, like, a homepage, which is, like... Bienvenue, l'internet suisse. And it's like as if like she's physically going to Switzerland and they're like, welcome, use our computer networks. I just thought that was adorable. Uh, yeah, a lot of stuff doesn't hold up in this movie, clearly. Uh, but it's a ton of fun. I feel yeah. like it was an active movie watching experience, which I appreciate. Right. And I I really had a good time. You know, I think I, I was worried it was going to be really bad and mm-hmm. it was fun and mm-hmm. it did have, I mean, it was prescient in how yeah. now you can steal anyone's identity and now they're hacking into, you know, totally. oil pipelines and totally. things. And, um, that stuff felt pretty, pretty on point. Yeah. Well, so I, the, I just wanted to say that the reason that we even got to talking about doing an episode about the net mm. is because I have a random, connection to it from middle school and this all ties into i had a very strange neuroses when i was a kid that i something i would do would cause my dad to get arrested whoa because i would see like the fbi warning at the beginning of a video Mm. 
and no one ever reads that. No. But I was certain that it meant that if you did anything to the videotape, you would go to jail because it was wow. the FBI. Yeah. And I had a similar thing with, you know, the, the tags on pillows? Sure. I always thought it was illegal to remove them. Is It is, isn't it? Why would it be illegal to remove them? That makes no sense. That you makes own no it, sense, but right? I've, I've never touched one. Right. Yeah. So I one time removed one when I was pretty young and oh. for some reason was cert- like was waiting for the police sirens oh, no. to just show up. So when I was really little, like six, I used to watch the same movies over and over again. I feel mm. like people used to do that back in the day when you didn't have every movie option open totally. to you at all I, yeah, times. Yeah, you were like, I like this one. I'm just, I'm just going to keep putting it on. Right. So for me, it was The Jungle Book. I watched it mm. like every day and my parents would put it on when they needed me to, you know, to not be in their hair. Mm-hmm. So we went to a cabin and I brought, the, I rented to the Jungle Book and brought it. Mm. And on the way home, I said it, or I maybe was too short to do this. Somebody said it on top of the car. It was my responsibility to have the tape. Oh, yeah. And we left it and it was, you know, left, it fell onto the road. Wow, it flew and away. I was like, my dad's going to get arrested. Oh, no. What happens to the FBI? Are they going to show up? Like, this is awful. But, you know, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Knock on wood, yeah. Then, whenever, 1996, whenever this movie comes out, mm-hmm. I rented it because I loved Speed. And I had this friend who I did everything. Like, she was like the the queen bee yeah. of our group. And yeah. so whatever she asked for, we'd do it. Mm-hmm. And I gave her, she asked to borrow this rented movie of the net mm-hmm. for some reason. And she never returned it. <gasps> and so the video store would be calling, like it was a Hollywood video or yeah. something. It would be calling every day and the counts under my dad's name. And I'm like, my dad's going to get arrested. Oh no. <laughs> for the net. Yeah. What? And she never, I don't think she ever returned it. And my sister who was always kind of like the one, the disciplinarian of the two of us. She called this girl and was like, you better return that movie wow. or my dad's going to owe like 50 bucks. Oh, whoa. <laughs> it's like so stupid. Did it work? Like, did she return um, it? I don't think so. Oh, wow. So like, theoretically, your dad still owes money on... I think he paid it. Okay, good. <laughs> I think, God, I'm I so think stressed. we're all, I think his credit is fine. Okay, good. Um, but otherwise, like they have, you know, they have something on him. Right. Yeah, you Just never like know. Just like the net. Right. His, his credit score might might take a dip exactly uh that is wild and also like i'm sorry that that was like a stressful thing throughout your childhood <laughs> you know i think you you and i both have our own neuroses pete everyone definitely. does definitely so this was just a random one that i had right um and i have since outgrown it nice yes. excellent <laughs> healing that's that's yes. gr- that's really good yes this helped yeah that is so f- are you still in touch with that friend on facebook yeah i mean yeah maybe maybe she'll hear this episode and uh it'll cause you to reconnect a little more yeah Maybe. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's awesome. I, I, I want to talk maybe offline more about that, that experience of re- like renting the net and worrying about the late fees <laughs> feels like one of the most nineties things you can have from your childhood. Yes. Uh, I mean, I, I, you know, being a couple of years older, I, um, I remember when this movie came out and just thinking like, do people really order pizza from the internet? Is that accurate? Do people really are like all utility companies online in some fashion you know like it felt like the the creators of this movie read like a wired article about what will the internet look like in three or four years and they were like great let's do that exactly because i thought that that conversation she had in jail with the woman from lost mm-hmm. where she was like think about it mm-hmm. everything's on the internet yeah. all of us every, all the information i'm like i don't think it was right i don't think then. it was either and i and that, and that character's reaction to her is very much like Okay, okay. Well, she's like scribbling notes. I think she's scribbling crazy exactly, root marks. Exactly, just underlining it yes. over and she over. She has VD. I should wash my hands. <laughs> Do not trust her. Yes. Uh, yeah. I well, this is really fun. Um, I 
I feel like I could watch the net again right now. Uh, there is a lot there. So uh, if anyone's been considering thinking or going to see it or renting it, you totally should. Um, should we maybe talk about what we're what we're up to currently and maybe like wrap this up a little bit if we were at time almost? So cool. Uh, what are you up to and where can people find you on the online? <laughs> where can people find you right. on the net? I mean, I... Uh... <laughs> I am uh, about to go on a tour mm. post-COVID. I mean, I, I say that, pretend I'm doing air quotes sure. because we don't know what's going to happen, but we hope we're going on tour yeah. um, to the Kennedy Center mm. and then other East Coast venues mm-hmm. um, in the fall. Mm-hmm. I have a company called Ragamala Dance Company. I have my own um, individual work as well. So I'll be, if you're in the Twin Cities, I'll be dancing at the Coles Center in November. And just keeping really busy. I love yeah. love to watch movies when I have time, mm-hmm. and they do inform. Yeah, um, they do inform the choreography and and the mm. way that the way that movies um, are able to tell stories and in a way that's very different from live mm-hmm. performance, but can really help inform like how you want each scene to look on mm. a live stage. Totally, I, I find that very helpful. Yeah, that is that is so cool. And I if if you've not seen Ragamala perform. It is truly a transcendent experience. I mean, I think having known you and your family for so long, I think I've been to maybe, you know, more Ragamala uh, performances than most people. And every time it's just amazing. So if you can find Ragamala on tour or here locally, it is like, do yourself a favor and just like experience some like true beauty. Um, Well, this has been really great. Uh, This has been such a fun talk. Um, If people want to look my stuff up online um i'm on instagram at p groinum p-g-r-o-y-n-o-m i'm also you can see some of my work on imdb i've got my own website petergroinum.com and um yeah reach out and connect um i've got i've got a couple films that i'm in pre-production on and i'm um developing developing a script for for a production company and uh, a feature i co-wrote is coming out this fall so uh trying to stay busy during the last year and a half and uh you know, trying to trying to connect with more filmmakers now that production is kind of back up and running slowly but surely. So, uh, well, thank you again. This has been so fun. So fun. And uh, tune in to the next uh, St. Paul Filmcast episode. Thanks all.